Ravens draft Hendon Hooker to replace Lamar Jackson. The Bucks draft Will Levis to replace Tom Brady. And the Chargers draft Bijan Robinson to replace Austin Eckler. Football fans, far and wide, welcome to the Football v. Football podcast. This is, yeah, you guessed it by the background, the 2023 NFL Mock Draft 1.0 podcast. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to this first iteration of the draft. The draft is coming up. I believe it's two to three weeks away now. So we're going to jump in and prognosticate the draft here. But before we get started, I want to remind you, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on Spotify or another podcast platform, go ahead and follow uh, so you get notifications on your phone when the new podcasts come out. We're going to go ahead and get started here. We're going to start with um, the first pick here, the Panthers. But before that, I want to recap the teams that have two picks in this draft. The Texans, the Seahawks, the Lions, and believe it or not, the Eagles have two picks in the first round of this draft. And we will only be covering the first round of this draft. Otherwise, this podcast would be, I don't know, multiple hours, three, four hours. I don't think you guys want that. But we're going to go ahead and get started with the first pick here, the team that traded uh, into the first pick with the Bears. Traded away their beloved DJ Moore, who they barely used last year. Uh, what a waste. What a shame. But anyway, the Panthers, with the number one overall pick, go with quarterback C.J. Stroud. They traded a lot to get here. Like I mentioned, not only DJ Moore, but a lot of those picks. And uh, their new coach, Frank Reich, seems to prefer usually taller quarterbacks, which... In my opinion, rules out Bryce Young here. I believe C.J. Stroud is maybe five or six inches taller. So just based on that alone, I think he's going to go with them. I'm looking at Frank Reich's past and, and um, yeah, a lot of the guys he had success with. <laughs> uh, Nick Foles, um, even you know before that, Carson Wentz. It just seems like he's a guy that uh, will, will roll with that. And these guys are kind of interchangeable at the number one spot probably, uh, Bryce Young and, and C.J. Stroud. So... Panthers go with quarterback C.J. Stroud. Uh, With the number two pick, the Houston Texans go with, yeah, you guessed it, quarterback Bryce Young. Uh, They're just compelled to do this given how high they've, uh, uh, you know, drafted and and, and kind of the underwhelming uh, performance of of Davis Mills last year, Um, even though D'Amico Ryans is... Uh, a defensive guy. Uh, the Texans do have another first-round pick, like I mentioned, at number 12, and I think they definitely go defense there. Um, it's interesting here on on offense. They took um, two starters straight from uh, their Texas t- uh, counterpart here in, in, in the Cowboys with Dalton Schultz and uh, Noah Brown. Uh, very easy commute for them. And then they also switched uh, Brandon Cooks went from Houston to to Dallas as well, so there's a lot of kind of interstate uh, trades going on here. But those will be a couple new weapons for for Bryce Young. Of course, um, you have uh, the great running back uh, Damian Pierce. Hopefully, he's healthy all year this year. He was pretty much healthy all year last year, except for the last few games. Um, uh, they have another great uh, 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 receiver that they drafted last year. 
Nico, I forget his last name, but um, so maybe he comes into his own. I believe they um, maybe they got Robert Woods. I think they made some moves in the offseason to get some uh, receivers here. So um, they're going to pair them with with Bryce Young here, and Davis Mills is going to go be a backup probably. But we'll see. We'll see if they improve here. He will be a dynamic new addition to this team. With the third pick, the Arizona Cardinals go with defensive end Will Anderson. Their new coach, Jonathan Gannon, is a defensive guy. He needs a cornerstone for this defense. He's convinced himself that Kyler Murray is the guy. Uh, they're still looking for trade partner for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And they got to get moving quick if they want to uh, get draft compensation to, uh, uh, to use here in this draft. Um, Marquise Hollywood Brown being the wide receiver one isn't optimal for a guy like Murray. He needs a legit wide receiver one. Uh, if and when they trade Hopkins, look for them to replace him with another wide receiver one, either in the draft or through that trade for DeAndre Hopkins. But Will Anderson, number one here, the first defensive player off the board. With the number four pick, the Indianapolis Colts select quarterback Anthony Richardson. Personally, I don't think this would be a great pick, but uh, their new coach is uh, Shane uh, Steichen. He was the uh, Eagles' offensive coordinator. He has experience maximizing, you know, Jalen Hurts, who is also a primarily running quarterback coming out of college. Who Shane has helped become a uh, a better passer, and the success of this pick will rely heavily on Shane Steichen's coaching. Um, of Anthony Richardson. Of course, this guy, there's a lot of, um, he's very polarizing online because um, while he's a tremendous athlete, he uh, frustrated a lot of Florida fans in college with a lot of mistakes. I mean, this guy, there's a lot of people that uh, come out of college with uh, similar skill sets to him. He is very athletic. Everyone saw him do that backflip during the combine, but um I think they're going to roll with him here. Uh, he is probably the best quarterback that would still be left on the board, and they need one. Uh, so Colts go with Anthony Richardson at number four. At number five, my Seattle Seahawks select defensive lineman Jalen Carter. The Hawks have been throwing smoke screens out there all offseason with selfies with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, uh, hoping and praying those guys fall to number five because, you know, they're not going to want to draft them, but because they want somebody else to uh, call them and want to get into that five spot to take them so they can rack up more picks in the top 100, which they love to do. They do that uh, consistently. But them being here in the top five is very rare for them. So you really never know. You know, this could be in line with what they've always done, which is trade a lot of their picks uh, in the beginning so that they can get more picks in the top 100. But because they have a top five pick here, you really don't know. But my best guess here is they're going to go with Jalen Carter. Um, so, you know, Will Levis will be in this spot. Uh, it's a possibility uh, that they take them here. Um, 
you know, there are teams like the Commanders and the Buccaneers that might want to move up and 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 make that swap there with them, but it's just it's less likely. I mean, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are really the two guys that are worthy of really trading up for. I would say Jalen Carter is a uh, talented enough that um, he was you know once projected as the number one overall pick, but before the legal stuff that happened to him in Georgia. Uh, so this is likely a, a blessing for Seattle that the legal stuff um, ever happened. Otherwise, uh, I think the Cardinals would very likely have taken him at number three. Um, and the Hawks are known to take chances on guys with red flags. Uh, sometimes they don't like. Um, uh, sometimes they, you know, they hit with uh, guys like uh, DK Metcalf. Sometimes they don't with guys like Malik McDowell. But uh, Jalen Carter, if he's cleared of the legal stuff, would be. Uh, a new cornerstone for their defense and badly needed to get um, uh, the quarterback and maybe more important uh, stuff that, you know, get to the quarterback and more importantly, you know, be able to stuff the run um, because they were one of the worst uh, run defenses in, in the league last year. So uh, I think Jalen Carter goes here at number five to the Seahawks. At number six, the Detroit Lions select defensive end Tyree Wilson. He'll go opposite Aiden Hutchinson here, and they'll have a very formidable front line. Uh, they've got uh, they got C.J. Gardner Johnson in the offseason to shore up their uh, defensive uh, backs, and um, the defense will be improved. And then you know replacing Jamal Williams with David Montgomery, uh, they finished strong last year and are a favorite to be a solid playoff team this year. Uh, personally, I'm still um, a huge fan of theirs for. You know, how they um, helped my Seahawks get into the playoffs, beating the Packers at Lambeau, uh, with the Lions having nothing to play for. Um, you know, they'll hold a, a special place in my heart for that. Uh, and, you know, their coach, of course, Dan Campbell, is a tremendous coach, and he will maximize talent on this team. But missing Jamal Williams in the locker room this year will impact them uh, negatively. Uh, at least a little bit, since he was a great vocal leader, but I think they'll be okay. Uh, maybe Gardner Johnson will fill that role or an offensive lineman because Jared Goff doesn't seem to be made of that stuff. But anyway, I digress here. Uh, returning to analysis of this pick, uh, I think Goff saved his job in the final half of last season. Otherwise, I think this would have been Will Levis for sure. But I think the Lions here go with defensive end Tyree Wilson. With the number seven pick, the Las Vegas Raiders go with offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. Even though this team badly needs defense, their coach, their coach is uh, Josh McDaniels. And he still somehow uh, is in that position. He has not been fired. And he's an offensive guy that just signed Jimmy G. And so he'll be looking to protect him uh, because he is extremely injury prone. Um, and Paris is, you know, the consensus best offensive lineman in this draft. So I think that's where they're going to end up going. Paris Johnson to the Las Vegas Raiders at seven. With the number eight pick, the Atlanta Falcons go with wide receiver Jackson Smith Najigba. Uh, their coach, Arthur, uh, Arthur Smith, is an offensive mastermind, or at least he was before he came to the Falcons. And it killed him last year how bad 
their offense was. Uh, they're going to roll with Desmond Ritter uh, here, uh, second-year guy. they got to give him a chance since they drafted him pretty high last year. Even though, again, drafting a quarterback here would be advantageous if they had good options or better options, I suppose. Uh, they did get Heineke, so he's a nice alternate in, in case Ritter stinks it up. But either way, uh, getting the best receiver in the draft here to pair alongside Drake London is um, Arthur Smith's uh, dream. And you ramp up Tyler Algier and drill into Ritter's head to get Kyle Pitts more involved. And I think you start seeing the Falcons finally do well on offense. So at number eight, Falcons select wide receiver Jackson Smith Najigba. At number nine, the Chicago Bears select offensive tackle Peter Skaronski. Now, this is a team that traded out of the number one overall pick for a legit number one receiver in DJ Moore, uh, a guy that was very much so misused in Carolina. And they also acquired a bunch of picks. Um, this is a team that believes in fields. That's very evident. They're invested in making this offense better. They're one of the few teams that utilize a fullback. They signed Deonta Foreman and Travis Homer to be running backs, but most importantly, they have a great runner in their QB, Justin Fields. They're going with the best protection they can get to give Fields a chance to improve as a thrower because now with Moore, with Claypool, with Mooney, and with Kmet, this is going to be the second best offensive lineman um, or, you know, with those players, he really has no excuse to be a bad quarterback at this point. And, um, you know, uh, the offensive tackle here, uh, Peter Skaronski, is the second best offensive lineman uh, in the draft. So this should be the move for them. Uh, at number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles. Still blows my mind that they're, they're drafting in this spot after having almost won the Super Bowl. They select defensive end Lucas Van Ness. Of course, like I mentioned, this is a Super Bowl team here. They don't seem to have any deficiencies uh, on offense. Even that line is very, very strong. Uh, defense is very strong without any real deficiencies. So when that's the, the case, I think the first place you go is adding more pass rushers. Uh, Van Ness here is the third best defensive end in the draft. He'll be great depth for them. And, um, you know, whenever they have some injuries on that line, which is inevitable, um, they'll reload again, and they're going to be a very dangerous team to contend with this year. With the number 11 pick, the Tennessee Titans select cornerback Christian Gonzalez. Now, here's another team that has a suboptimal quarterback situation. Tannehill on the decline, and Willis is... Really one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. Even though they drafted him high last year. They already got two guys. They already got two guys. And drafting another one here after the failure of their draft last year with with Willis. Um, I, I, I think they're just going to try to roll with one of those quarterbacks. I also think they could benefit from boosting their offense a bit. But ultimately... Uh, Mike Vrabel is a defensive guy, and I think he'll go in that direction for a couple reasons. Uh, number one, his current cornerback starters are Roger McCreary and Christian Fulton, who I've never heard of. And second, because Gonzalez is the best cornerback in the draft, and he'd be 
Um, falling to them in this spot here, I think it'd be advantageous for them, good value. And it's a premium position, cornerback. So I don't think they're, they're going to pass him up here. So Titans go with cornerback Christian Gonzalez. With the number 12 pick, the Houston Texans, with their second pick of the first round, select defensive end Miles Murphy. They took a, took care of their offensive anger at, anchor at quarterback with the first pick. Now they'll go uh, defense, I think, with a really good pass rusher from Clemson. He is the consensus fourth best uh, in the draft. They invested a good amount uh, on offense, as mentioned before, and they made some moves to improve their defense with uh, cornerback uh, Stingley last year and signing Jimmy Ward uh, in their defensive backfield. Their linebackers are pretty solid. Uh, this pass rushing piece will be great for them as they look to improve on a dismal 2022 season. Now, with the number 13, lucky 13 pick, the New York Jets select defensive end Nolan Smith. Even though this team still hasn't found a way to acquire Aaron Rodgers, and I'm assuming they will by draft time, clock's ticking, Jets. Uh, they've set up this whole offense for Rodgers, getting Lazard, beefing up their offensive line. Their receivers and their running backs are already good, and... Their defense is very good. And you have Robert Saleh at the helm, who is a defensive mastermind. Particularly, their defensive backs are probably the best in the league, uh, those four. And their linebackers are very good, and their defensive ends uh, you know, could use more depth. So this is a good fit for them. I think this is what they're going to go with. So the, the Jets here go with defensive end uh, Nolan Smith. With the number 14 pick, the New York, sorry, the New England Patriots select cornerback Devin Witherspoon. Now, I don't think they'll be able to uh, pass him up here, to be honest. Uh, he's the second best uh, cornerback in the draft. They could definitely use help in that position, letting go of some of their great cornerbacks over the years, like Stephon Gilmore. I think Witherspoon will be a solid addition to their defense. And we know Belichick uh, really values his defensive players. So Patriots and number 14 select cornerback Devin Witherspoon. Now with the number 15 pick, the Green Bay Packers select cornerback Joey Porter Jr. Uh, looking at this roster, they need, they need quite a bit, honestly. Uh, they are lacking, losing Rodgers and Lazard on offense. But I think they'll, they'll roll with Jordan Love here. And the second-year receivers, mostly. Um, on defense, I think having uh, Porter to pair up with Jair Alexander will strengthen their defensive backfield. And he's the best available pick here for them. So he's the third-best cornerback in the draft. And I think the Packers, again, are going to go with cornerback Joey Porter Jr. With the 16th pick, the Washington Commanders select offensive tackle Broderick jones <clears throat> Again, as mentioned before, this could be a great landing spot for Will Levis. I just think they're going to give Sam Howell a shot here. He didn't look terrible in his pre brief time last year. Uh, they invested in Jacoby Brissett as well, who can be a starter in a pinch. They're a run-focused team. They also have a fullback. And even with really good backs like Brian Robinson and uh, Antonio Gibson, 
Their offensive line really struggled to create space for them last year, and I think Jones here should make them a lot better at that. I can also possibly see them taking Brian Branch, uh, the safety from Alabama here. They love Alabama defensive players. He's the best safety in the draft, but my feeling is a lineman uh, will be the best pick for them here. So uh, offensive tackle Broderick Jones to the commanders at 16. With the number 17 pick in the draft, the Steelers select cornerback Deontay Banks. Their current cornerbacks are Patrick Peterson and Akella Weatherspoon. I can tell you from experience with Akella Weatherspoon on the Seahawks, um, this is probably uh, the worst cornerback cornerback tandem in the league. Patrick Peterson is very old. Akella Weatherspoon is a journeyman. They picked him up off the chopping block. They badly need a cornerback here. Uh, they could also use a linebacker after letting Ed, uh, Edmonds go, but uh, there isn't really one uh, at a better value here. So I think uh, Banks is the pick here. So the Steelers go with cornerback Deontay Banks. With the number 18 pick, the Detroit Lions, again with their second pick in the first round, go with tight end Michael Mayer. This is the best tight end in the draft. Uh, they let go of TJ Hawkinson last year, who is their, de their defensive anchor. Uh, Mayer will be a great replacement for this offense. Um, um, this is their second pick of the first round. As I mentioned, I had them uh, uh, taking a defensive end with their first pick. So balancing it out uh, with an offensive player here should be the way to go. So at number 18, tight end Michael Mayer. The number 19 pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select, yeah, you guessed it, quarterback Will Levis. I think Will Levis is finally uh, going in this spot. Um, uh, there's no way they're just going to roll with Baker Mayfield, who is not starter worthy. Uh, Kyle Trask would be their, their backup in this scenario, and that's probably not going to fly either. Uh, they have to take a chance at quarterback here because they still have a good receiving core and they need to try to salvage the offense after Brady's departure so this is the landing spot the Bucks select quarterback Will Levis with the 20th pick the Seattle Seahawks select linebacker Drew Sanders with their second pick of the first round so he's the best linebacker in this draft in one where there aren't any exceptional ones available I really really hope uh, they do this because they badly need linebackers. They have an old Bobby Wagner in maybe his last year. Uh, Jordan Brooks had a bad injury, and he wasn't that great. Uchenna Nwosu isn't really a linebacker. He's more of an edge rusher. Devin Bush is a big question mark. John Radigan is very much so below average. And they have their fullback Nick Ballore as second on the depth chart for one of their linebacker spots. So... I'm, I'm just very much so hopeful that this happens, but knowing them, they don't generally fill spots or draft for need like this during the draft. Um, they usually get cute and go with who they like, even if they're much lower ranked and they create competition at already strong positions. So maybe they go receiver here or tight end or offensive lineman. But linebacker is the massive need for this team, so I'm going with the best linebacker in the draft, and that is Drew Sanders to the Seahawks at 20. With the 21st pick, the Los Angeles Chargers go with 
Running back, Bijan Robinson. They do not want to pay Austin Eckler, and Eckler is reportedly furious uh, that they won't pay him. And I think they're looking to just move on from him and make way for a guy they won't have to pay for another four years. Their depth, their depth chart, you know, behind Eckler right now looks pretty thin, and Bijan is supposed to be the best running back in the draft and all-purpose back. I could also see them going lineman here, uh, maybe Darnell Wright, but Bijan makes the most sense uh, given their situation with Austin Eckler. <coughs> with the twenty-second pick, the Baltimore Ravens select quarterback Hendon Hooker. This is another situation where the team doesn't want to pay big money to their guy um, in an important position. And I personally don't blame them in this case with Lamar. You know, Hendon Hooker is amongst the best quarterbacks in college football um, until he had an injury last year. And that's why he's probably kind of um, moving down a little bit. He has some injury concerns, but... Uh, the talent is undeniable, and he could potentially be a great starter. Uh, they could also use depth in some of the offensive playmakers, um, especially receiver. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this because who knows what Odell will look like after all this uh, this time off. It's a really bizarre landing spot for, for Odell, if I may go on a tangent here. I, I mentioned this to uh, uh, the fellas in the chat he mentioned he wanted to go to a place with warm weather. That's not Baltimore. He mentioned he wanted to go to a, uh, a contender. That's not really Baltimore. He, he mentioned he wanted to have a, a good QB, ideally Rodgers. And that wouldn't be Tyler Huntley. So he must be hoping that this Hendon Hooker to Baltimore Ravens happens as well. And, you know, the Ravens could also use some help in other parts of their defense. Um, they could, could use some depth. But quarterback, of course, is the most important position, so they have to resolve that first. So I'm going Ravens, 22nd pick here, going with Hendon Hooker. With the 23rd pick, the Minnesota Vikings select wide receiver Quinton Johnston. This guy's the second-best receiver in the draft. Uh, they lost Adam Thielen and badly need to replace him, so Justin Jefferson doesn't get triple teamed since the uh, depth behind Jefferson now is pretty weak. K.J. Osborne will give you maybe two or three good games a season, but other than that, they really need some uh, wide receiver depth. And this would be another weapon for Kirk Cousins in the, offensive, uh, in the offense here. And I think Johnston is just the best fit, so I'm going uh, uh, Vikings wide receiver Quentin Johnston. With the 24th pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select safety Brian Branch. So this team has been adding cornerstones to each level of their defense. First, Josh Allen. Then last year, Trayvon Walker. And now I think they address the defensive backfield with the best safety in the draft. Uh, they'll be getting Calvin Ridley on offense. And I think that side of the, uh, the field is in pretty good shape. They haven't really lost anyone. Maybe Marvin Jones, but... They still have Kirk. They still have Evan Ingram. They still have a lot of those guys. So defense here uh, should be the way to go. So at number 24, the Jaguars select Brian Branch. <clears throat> number 25, um, the New York Giants select offensive tackle Darnell Wright. I personally here would probably take a receiver like Jordan Addison. 
But if there's one thing I've learned about Brian Dayball, it's he doesn't give a damn about receivers. Uh, he discarded Kadarius Toney last year, and um, same thing with Kenny Galladay, and just consistently is feuding with his receivers. He wants guys with no ego like Darius Slayton, and I think they'll stick with Slayton as their number one guy probably, maybe until uh, Shepard comes back. And instead, I think they'll look to beef up their line on the heels of signing Daniel Jones to a huge contract. Uh, they'll want to protect him, and also on the heels of Saquon Barkley's first full healthy season, they'll want to keep that up. So I think they'll go with a top offensive lineman here, a guy that played in the Senior Bowl with some pedigree, and that is offensive tackle Darnell Wright to the Giants. With the number 26 pick, Dallas Cowboys select... Offensive lineman Osiris Torrance. This is a team with a fantastic defense. One of the best in the league. Uh, stars at all levels. And they just added Stephon Gilmore. Now on offense, they added Brandon Cooks to their receiving core. They lost Zeke and they won't have Pollard likely in training camp. But I think they'll roll with Malik Davis even if that injury spills over into the regular season. I'll admit this could very well be a tight end Dalton Kincaid here, but I think because Jake Ferguson was a pretty high draft pick for them last year, I think he'll slot into the role to replace Schultz. And I also remember Hendershot, their other tight end, playing a bit and having some experience last year. The reason interior line makes the most sense is that they're very uh, thin at the left guard position particularly. Uh, they don't even have a second guy on their their depth chart. It's just uh, Chuma um, Edoga. And more importantly, I think they've convinced themselves that some of Dak's picks were caused by his environment uh, rather than uh, his inclination for those anticip anticipation throws. And uh, one of those reasons is lack of time and lack of protection. So taking a lineman in the first round probably makes the most sense for them. So I think they're going to go ahead and go with uh, Osiris Torrance, uh, offensive lineman. With the 27th pick, the Buffalo Bills select wide receiver Jordan Addison. Now this is a stacked team as well. They are competitive here. Uh, they're stacked in all areas. Maybe the second cornerback position or one of the linebacker positions could use some help. But the reason I'm going with a wide receiver here is because the big push by Stephon Diggs to get traded. Uh, removing all mention of the Bills from his social media. And if they lose him, you simply cannot rely on Gabe Davis and Khalil Shakir as your top two receivers. Even though I, I love that guy's name, Khalil Shakir. Let's go. Uh, especially in the championship window that they're in. Uh, those two are great as I think probably second and third receivers. Don't get me wrong, Gabe Davis definitely stepped up this year. He could be, who knows, Gabe, Gabe Davis could be a guy that steps into the maybe 1 or 1.5 role, but Khalil Shakir as a number 2 probably doesn't work. Um, but they they are going to need a first-round talent here uh, to replace Diggs. That's simply undeniable. So I think that the Bills here at number 27 will go with wide receiver Jordan Addison. With the number 28 pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select offensive tackle Anton Harrison. Um, keeping Joe Burrow healthy and protected is of utmost importance to this team. Burrow, sneaky, likes to run more than he should. And after that bad injury during his rookie season, 
The Bengals got to get serious about keeping him healthy as they're now perennial Super Bowl contenders already with this guy. They may move Harrison around the line and not necessarily keep him at tackle, but he's a first-round talent and will absolutely be beneficial to them somewhere on the line. So the Bengals at 28, I think, go with offensive tackle Anton Harrison. At number 29, the New Orleans Saints go with defensive lineman Kalijah Kansi. Uh, this guy is the second best defensive lineman in the draft after Jalen Carter. And seems like a position of need for this team um, uh, and would be great value at this spot. Uh, I could also see them taking on um, an offensive lineman here, maybe like uh, Dewan J uh, Jones to protect their new guy, Derek Carr. But just seems like Cansey uh, would be too good to pass up uh, in this spot. So I think the Saints are going to go with defensive lineman Kalijah Cansey. With the 30th pick, the Philadelphia Eagles selecting again in the first round go with linebacker Jack Campbell. This team is just so stacked uh, for them to, uh, you know, have to even go for anybody in in the first round. I think they're they're just going to go for depth here, and that's what they're going to get with a linebacker. Um, and believe it or not, you know, um, the rich get richer. Uh, and their linebacker position looks a little thin outside of the starters. Uh, there's no clear um, backup um, in case uh, Nakobe Dean goes down. So um, a linebacker here, uh, the second best in this in this draft, uh, seems to be the best move. So at number 30, the Eagles go with linebacker Jack Campbell. Now with the 31st and final pick of the first round, the Kansas City Chiefs select wide receiver Zay Flowers. They've lost Tyreek and Juju in consecutive seasons here. Uh, they currently have um, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, as their number one guy. Uh, and he's suboptimal as a number one receiver um, in a uh, for a Super Bowl contender. Uh, so getting their first-round talent at wide receiver will be a great help for Mahomes here uh, to alleviate some pressure from Kelsey and Pacheco and the gang. So that will round out the uh, first round of the 2023 NFL Draft. I'm going to share here on the screen for those watching on a video medium uh, the, uh, the draft that I have here for the 2023 NFL uh, Mock Draft 1.0. I'm going to go ahead and recap here. First pick, Panthers go with quarterback CJ Stroud. Second pick, Houston Texans go with quarterback Bryce Young. Third pick, Cardinals go with defensive end Will Anderson. Fourth pick, Colts go with quarterback Anthony Richardson. Fifth pick, Seahawks go with defensive lineman Jalen Carter. Sixth pick, Detroit Lions go with defensive end Tyree Wilson. Seventh pick, the Raiders go with offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. Eighth pick, Falcons go with wide receiver Jackson Smith Najigba. Ninth pick, Bears go with offensive tackle Peter Skaronski. Tenth pick, Eagles go with defensive end Lucas Van Ness. 11th pick, Titans go with cornerback Christian Gonzalez. 12th pick, Texans go with defensive end Miles Murphy. 13th pick, Jets go with defensive end Nolan Smith. 14th pick, Patriots go with cornerback Devin Witherspoon. 15th pick, Packers go with cornerback Joey Porter Jr. 16th pick, Commanders go with offensive tackle Broderick Jones. 17th pick, 
Steelers go with cornerback Deontay Banks, 18th pick. Lions go with the tight end Michael Mayer, 19th pick. Bucks go with quarterback Will Levis, 20 pick. Uh, Seahawks go with linebacker Drew Sanders, 21st pick. Chargers go with running back Bijan Robinson, 22nd pick. Ravens go with cor- quarterback Hendon Hooker, 23rd pick. Vikings go with wide receiver Quentin Johnston, 24th pick. Jaguars go with safety Brian Branch, 25th pick. Giants go with offensive tackle Darnell Wright, 26th. Quarterback uh, Cowboys go with offensive lineman Osiris Torrance, 27th pick. Bills go with wide receiver Jordan Addison, pick 28. Bengals go with offensive tackle Anton Harrison, 29. Saints go with defensive lineman Kalijah Kansi, 30th pick. Eagles go with linebacker Jack Campbell, and the 31st pick. Chiefs go with wide receiver Zay Flowers. <sighs> Thanks for uh, sticking uh, uh, with me through that. That was uh, that was quite the list. But thank you all so much for tuning in to this first iteration of a mock draft. This is our first ever. We weren't around as a podcast last year when there was an NFL draft. So I want to really thank you guys. Uh, we're going to try to get maybe uh, a 2.0 mock draft coming in since we still have until the 27th of April, till the draft comes in. So we'll see. Maybe something will change. Something changed today with them signing uh, the Ravens signing Odell, which could change things a little bit. I thought they might go with uh, a wide receiver, but I'm sticking with Hooker for, uh, for them. So as things continue to develop, things continues uh, to change. Maybe some of these players get into legal trouble like they often do, or, you know, people are slimy. People drop stuff. Uh, agents will will um, drop stuff about other agents, uh, players, and, and stuff like that to try to get them in trouble. And, um, I don't know, um, spurned girlfriends do stuff like that uh, to, to, to try to mess up their career. Uh, we've all seen it happen. But I want to thank you all for watching this uh, and listening to this first iteration of the mock draft. Again, I want to remind you, if you are watching on YouTube, please, please go ahead and subscribe. would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, it really helps us grow as a, um, as a show, as a, plot, uh, as a podcast. So um, if you're listening on a podcast platform, we encourage you to listen through uh, Spotify. That's what directly helps us here. Uh, but if you're listening on something else, Apple Podcast, uh, I see people also a lot use Amazon, Alexa a lot. Um, some use Pandora, Stitcher. Um, there's a lot that, that you guys use to listen. Please go ahead and follow us on there, especially Spotify. If you're on Spotify, please go ahead and hit that follow button. would really appreciate it and give us a good rating, five-star rating. Um, and if you're on Twitter and Instagram, we're on there as well. Twitter at FBallVFBall, Instagram, uh, football underscore V underscore football. So that'll do it. Thanks for your patience with this. I know it's been a long time since we've had an actual American football podcast. So here's one for you. It's coming. Football season never really stops, but there was a little bit of a pause. But we are back now. So thank you all again. We'll see you soon. Have a fantastic day, football fans.